everybody, this is Harriet Kimmick, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about something that I think we're all just kind of just letting it pass us by, and it's the brotherhood of tech. That's right, we're going to talk about the brotherhood of big tech and how in the last several years, big tech took over our economy. Everybody told everybody, go get STEM degrees. We told our children to go get STEM degrees. And tech was the wave of the future, blah, blah, blah. And now big tech, in the first three weeks of January, has laid off close to 48,000 people and counting. And it has not stopped. The hemorrhaging has not stopped. So what gives? What happens here? So I want to talk with you about that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about who we are. My name is Harriet Kamak. I'm an author and speaker. I'm also the president and founder of the Exodus Foundation, an organization through which we provide services to women in our community. So go to our website, harrietkemmock.com or theexodusfoundation.com for more information about how we work to end trafficking, human trafficking amongst women and how we help women who sometimes need a little push to get to where they need to be in life. Amen. So go to my website, harrykamick.com or theexodusfoundation.com to find out more information about how and what we do. You can also support our podcast by listening to us on various uh, podcast platforms. We're on most major podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Audible, Spotify, of course, the one you're listening to this through, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and a plethora of podcast platforms throughout the world. And I want to thank you so much for continuing to listen to us. For those of you in Japan and Sweden, and for those of you in Denmark, I just want to give you a shout out for listening to us and for listening to us. In addition to talking about the issues that matter, we also talk about spirituality and religion. I'm primarily a Christian minister, so we talk about faith and its impact on our lives and how faith can help us overcome adversity when we focus on the good things. So you can join us on Sundays for those discussions. You can also watch us on a plethora of media throughout the United States currently. We're on a couple of few stations in Auburn, Massachusetts, Pokemon, uh, Meridian, Michigan, that's just outside the Lansing area of Michigan, uh, Holland, Michigan, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, Dayton, Ohio, and I might be leaving somewhere else, I'm pretty sure. But thank you so much for your support of our broadcast down to earth. So I want to talk about the brotherhood of big tech. And I find that uh, in the last several weeks, I I couldn't help but notice. And I I want to ask this question. I want to start off by asking you this question. How many of you, a few weeks ago, a few days ago, literally, because today is the twenty. The 24th or the 25th of January. So a few days ago on the 18th of January, how many of us woke up to the news that Microsoft had a conference at the World Economic Forum conference in Davos, Switzerland? And that night they had seen the former the rock star to perform. And then the next day people got emails that they were laid off. 10,000 people were laid off. How many remember that? And were you not shocked? It's kind of like we're watching in slow motion a repeat of, of, of 20, 2008, isn't it? Do you all remember we went to bed one Sunday evening? We were all just getting ready for work on Monday. We knew something was wrong with the economy. We knew that the big banks wanted to be bailed out and that AIG wanted to be bailed out. But we had no idea how bad it was going to be 
until that Sunday evening, we saw employees at Lehman Brothers walking out of the building with little boxes because the company had filed for bankruptcy and had no jobs. How many remember that? That's what we're seeing right now with big tech. For Lehman Brothers and Goldman Sachs and Solomon Brothers and so on, those banking institutions, whether they were investment bankers or not, is beside the point. The fact is, those institutions had pre-existed prior to 2008 for more than 100 years, right? They had existed for more than 100 years. So you might ask yourself, so what protections were they using? They must have seen that economies is common goal, that there are cycles in business. So instead of buying more private jets, and buying bigger houses, maybe to save some of the money in the bank to offset some of the investments that might be iffy. I don't know. I don't run investment banks and I don't know anything about that, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? So how did they not see coming? Well, it's the same question we're watching in slow motion, the disintegration of big tech. So is it really an economic impact? Because they're blaming slow growth. Have you read the stories that they're saying? They're blaming slow growth and post-pandemic lack. People are not buying as much hardware. People are not using as much software because people have gone back to work. And so there's no need for remote work. You really think that that's the problem? Or is it the same case as the Solomon Brothers, the Lehman Brothers, and all the other uh, major investment firms, all the big banks, all the big banks and no big tech find themselves in the same position where nobody wants to take a pay cut because everybody wants the life on the lake. Everybody wants to have the life on the lake. So they refuse to take a pay cut because they're top heavy and top pay salaries at the top. So they fire the people at the bottom. 48,000 people have lost their jobs. I'm going to give you the breakdown in just a bit and I'm going to show you how this is happening. I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about how tech bros have taken over the economy and are drivers of our current economic collapse. How students were told to pursue STEM degrees and now everybody is laid off, right? And the laser-like focus on big tech and that has left the rest of us in the society like only technology drives our society. That's what we were told. We were also told that STEM was the wave of the future. But people are being led to believe, are being left behind with mortgages and student loan debt as STEM bros, the big tech bros, pursue their own wealth. You know, we're talking about the apartheid-owning Emerald Mind dude whose parents left him money or have money to give him that he can go buy Twitter, right? So he can pursue and indulge in every fantasy that he has, and then he takes over Twitter and immediately fires hundreds and hundreds of people, right? Tech bros now believe in the event. You've heard of that, right? You know, what is the event? The event, as they believe it, is societal collapse where inflation and wars have taken over. And so the society collapses because it causes revolution. People start protesting and fighting back. They believe in that event and they're investing in that event. Hence, inflation, Uh, and top-heavy corporate leadership with salaries have left little room for the rest of us to grow and societal collapse. They're active participants in societal collapse. They believe in it. Temporals are also building bunkers. Are you hearing me? They're building bunkers. Like, you remember a generation or two ago where they were built bunkers during World War II? Well, these bros are now building 
bonkers. Big tech bros. That's what they are. They're brotherhood. They're bros, man. Hey, man. Right? They are building bonkers. I kid you not. So that when there is a societal collapse, they can hide out in their bonkers until it's safe for them to come out. And the rest of us, well, sucks to be us. Let me give you some numbers to work with. Um, Since the beginning of January, uh, 48,000 people have lost their job. Here's how it's broken down. Uh, And they claim these are non-tech staff. Okay, so most of these, so why are you still firing people? (laughs) Google laid off 12,000 people on January 20th. And Google's carrying company, Alphabet, is still laying off people through its various engines. It has other economic engines that it that it uses. So that's just the Google part of it, not the Alphabet, the pairing company. The Alphabet pairing company has other economic companies, other companies that it's laying off people through. That's Google. Microsoft laid off 10,000 people on January 18th. That, that's famous uh, concert after, after uh, Sting performed. On January 18th in Davos, Switzerland, the very next day, people were getting emails dropped on them. Uh, ShareChat India, which is owned by Alphabet, the Google the parent company of Google, laid off 400 people of 2,200. And Salesforce, which is a software company, laid off 8,000 people on January 4th. And the granddaddy of them all is Amazon. Yeah, we all have an Amazon account. We all buy stuff on Amazon. Amazon has laid off 18,000 people claiming that they're restructuring and that uh, growth has slowed down. Can I just be honest with you? When people, when business people tell you that growth has slowed, what they're meaning is they're not collecting as much money as they want. So rather than paying staff, what they do is what? Cut staff. So they don't cut their salaries. You're not seeing them taking a salary cut. The only company I haven't mentioned here is Apple because the CEO of Apple decided he would take a $15 million pay cut. That's a lot of money. That's more money than I've seen in my lifetime so far today. $15 million. He would take a $15 million pay cut rather than lay off staff. Apple did that. Something could be said about the character of Tim Cook. I don't know. Maybe because he's older than these other bros. So maybe he grew up in a generation when he remembers when America and his parents were perhaps in manufacturing, right, and industrials, and remembered what it felt like when dad had to come home because he lost his job at the factory. So maybe he has a little bit more compassion and a little bit more foresight on what this will ultimately do to the economy. So let me ask you this. So 48,000 people have lost their jobs in one month, and the hemorrhaging will continue. What is going to happen? Let me just ask you this question. Imagine, if you will, that in the town or small town or village where you live, it could be an incorporated village, an unincorporated township, where you live, you know, you have Main Street and you have your little Starbies on the corner, then you have your little bake shop, and then you have all these other entities, the gas station, the food store, the grocery store, the, the laundromat, well, the laundry, where you take your, your, your suits and shirts to go get them done, right? And then you have the housekeeper who lives in the town nearby who comes in to help you clean your house, right? So that whole town is dependent, the economy of that town is dependent on the people who live there. 
they paid taxes to the township, the incorporated township, to maintain the roads, right? Maintain city services like garbage pickup. But more importantly, every day they're driving past, they stop to buy coffee. They stop to pick up some baked goods. They go to the other specialist store to buy something else. When those people lose their jobs, what is the first thing you do? You start cutting your extra expenses, right? So if they don't get a job that replaces immediately, then uh, time out for that. It, 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 it just is over. So that's what we're facing. 48,000 people would have lost their jobs. And I don't know how you feel about that because I'm looking at it and I'm saying, if a dozen eggs cost $8, which is more than some people make per hour, these big bros might be onto something about societal collapse. I'm not preaching negativity, but I'm saying something has got to change in the immediacy rather than the long term. We've got to reimagine this because there's no way that all of this, you can just let these bros just run rapid and do whatever they want. According to their own uh, estimates, they made a lot of money during the pandemic when we were all at home. So we had no choice, we had to work from home. So we bought more equipment, companies bought more equipment and we got pandemic money as incentive to stay home. So we spent. And now these very same folks are saying, well, I'm not making enough money. So can I just ask you something? Can you take a pay cut instead of firing people? What you earn is what more than a thousand people in your in your firm earn. So can you take a pay cut? I'm watching the CEO of Microsoft, Mr. Nadal, I think, Mr. Nadal, and he's announcing this so calmly. And I'm like, bro, take a pay cut. Can you take a pay cut? Because your stock options and your pay cut could fund people's lives for several months, even for years and years. And there would still be enough left in there for you to live. The greed that has happened in our country and our society is unimaginable. It's like everybody is in this mad rush to just get more and more and more. What I have found is that sometimes I ask myself if the tech brotherhood, the big tech brotherhood, are they any different from the industrialists of a bygone age? And I find that there are some stark differences and I hasten to tell you what those are. The industrialists of a bygone age were no less greedy Yes, they were just as greedy. They wanted just as more money. They influenced politicians to pass laws that would protect them. But here is what they did with their money. When they had excess, which they had plenty of, they built universities like, I don't know, Vanderbilt University, University. Yeah. They set up foundations that helped people who didn't have as much as they had. Their wives had charity committees and charity trusts that they donated money to. They had libraries, then they had universities named after them, and they had hospitals. So they gave their money, as much money as they made and kept for generations to come, they gave away as much of it. I find that the big tech bro brotherhood, they don't do that. They don't give away, they don't incentivize. They won't, forget about anybody wanting to pay their staff. That's a misnomer. Nobody wants to pay their staff. Nobody wants their staff to have as much as they do. That's the whole point of being an elite. I mean, if you're elitist, you don't want anybody else rubbing up shoulders with you. You're not going to pay them enough for them to come to the same parties you go to and hang out. Because what's the advantage to that? I mean, you want to be the one to go and say you were hanging out with this celebrity last night and you were hanging out with the president and so on. So obviously they're not going to pay people as much. 
but could you at least invest in communities that you exploit? Could you at least invest in communities where your businesses are located that support the local economies of those areas and thereby creating long-term growth? Is that too hard for you to do? I have found that this generation of, in, of, of, of billionaires are probably worse off than the ones before. They have no hope for humanity. They're fatalistic. They're building bunkers, y'all. Bunkers, investing millions of their own money to build bunkers because they fear societal collapse. Why is society going to collapse? From your policies? They pay politicians and lobby politicians and incentivize politicians to pass laws that benefit their specific industries. And politicians are doing nothing for the rest of the people. We're out here suffering like it's going out of stock. Let me hasten to remind you, in 2023 America, one dozen eggs cost $8, which is more than the federal minimum wage. Are we all not going to say anything about that? Are we all just going to sit back and pretend that that does not happen? One dozen eggs cost $8, which is more than the federal minimum wage per hour. The wage per hour. Are we all just going to sit down and pretend like it's not happening? I'm talking to all of us, black, white, yellow, red, rich, poor. I'm talking to all of us. This is not sustainable. No way, Jose, is this going to be sustainable in the future because eventually people are going to do something. I don't know what is likely to happen, but something has got to be done. We're looking to the politicians like, any minute now, bro, you're going to step in. No, instead, they're still appearing at the parties for the big tech bros and letting them get away with murder. You don't believe me? The young man who was caught up in the in the crypto foolishness. I've never believed in crypto digital currency. Are you kidding me? If it's not backed by the faith of the United States government or by the faith of the government in some part of Europe, like the United Kingdom government or the government of Denmark or Sweden, I ain't investing in nobody's money that is not backed up by their own government. Are you listening to me? So cryptocurrency was always going to be something that was never gonna happen. I knew that and I never invested in it, despite everybody saying, you're off the wave, you're not investing, you're not making money. I know you all have nothing. So this young man had this bright idea that he could, you know, ride this, ride this wave of digital currency. And now he's facing federal charges. He was planning a big party at the end of January in D.C., where he was going to invite everybody and show off all the money that he is making. All he has left now is the exactly the money he started with. So he went from being a billionaire to being a thousandaire. Yeah, is there such a word? That's it. Why? That's the only part of big tech. It probably didn't suit big tech to have digital currency. That's why he probably collapsed. But I digress here. As I continue to talk about the face of big tech. And what's going to happen? Because according to analysts, they're laying off non-tech staff. So I guess they realize they have to keep the people who keep the engines going, unlike Twitter that laid off the people who kept the, 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 the apps going. Yeah, you, you need those people to keep the chips working. We don't know how to do that. We're just the end users, right? So years ago, anybody remembers 2008? I do. I remember it very clearly because I had a daughter who was about, who was in high school, and who was about to graduate high school at the time. And the messaging from the society, I mean, even President Obama at the time, 
telling everybody, if you don't have an education, education is the new currency. Anybody remember that? So you have to go get a college degree, go back to school, get your degree. The second thing they told us is get a degree in STEM. Everybody knows what STEM is, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Go get a degree in STEM. So, so many kids went to college and they got degrees in STEM and got master's degrees in STEM. Went to work for big tech companies. Like all the social media apps that we use, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of those are tech. Those are technology uh, apps that are run by people and are operated by people who know how to do this. Writing code is a big part of it. They even told us to go learn to write code because that's the way of the future. That's how the world is going to be. But these same big tech companies are hemorrhaging and laying off people at the slightest sign of inflation. We're in a kind of vortex here that we really have no control over, right? There was a pandemic that slowed down world growth. It's not just us, it was the whole world. People couldn't buy their goods, they couldn't get their goods to market because there was a pandemic that slowed down the movement of goods and services. I don't know which world anybody else lives in. So that was bound to happen. Therefore, when the economy restarted, guess what? It was going to do what? It was going to cost more to get your goods and services to market. Inflation is a natural result. We, uh, Putin started a war in the Ukraine because he was bored and had nothing to do with it during the pandemic. So he just said, let me just go over here and bomb this little country and I'll just take them over and everything will be all right. So the war in Ukraine is, is fueling a lot of what we're seeing because it has caused economic displacement, not just for the people in the Ukraine, but for everybody else in Europe and for people in the rest of the world who had to rely on the Ukraine being the breadbasket of that part of the world. So here are the tech bros sitting here. They're not on Wall Street, they're in Silicon Valley. And they're surf dudes and they want to go out and surf and they want to go live their lives on, on the Riviera. And they want to hang out with famous people who make their money from entertainment. And so they're saying, no, we, we need to tighten up. And what can we do to tighten up because we're losing money? You ain't losing jack. What did you do with all the money you collected during the pandemic? Was not that what the purpose of that was to save money for rainy days? So now that the economy is slowly going the way that it is, you have enough money to still pay your staff. What happens is you don't want to be nice to people. You just want to be what? A complete technocrat and hating on people and just completely ignore people and have no empathy whatsoever. That's really what it comes down to, folks. They have no empathy. For them to be so wealthy, they have to be total cutthroats, no humanity, no empathy at all. It's about me and survival of the fittest, and I'm going to do exactly what I have to do because I'm the only one who exists, and I have to make sure that I continue to exist. Hello. This is what is going on, the brotherhood of tech. I call it the brohood. You know, they're just bros. These tech bros, uh, I think they're getting back at us because when they were in school and in high school, maybe the rest of us didn't pay attention. They were in their own world. They have laser-like focus and focus intensely on what they're doing. And we appreciate the advances they've made. We appreciate that we can communicate with people, the world over people millions of miles away. For instance, you're listening to me now because someone created Spotify. That was his idea. 
the gentleman from Sweden who created Spotify. I love him. I watched his story on, on, on Netflix and I really appreciated even more how determined he was to create this platform. Grateful forever. I appreciate it. But what I'm asking for right now is a little more empathy and a little more humanity to stop laying people off. Over time, you have made more money than you can outlive. You, will never, you, you and your children will not outlive the amount of money you have made. You don't believe me? Look at the Vanderbilt. Look at the Carnegie's, right? It's safe to say that the Gettys have made money and money, fistfuls of dollars, that they don't have enough children and enough lifetime to live it out. The same is true for you. The money you have made, you and your children will not outlive it. So can I ask you to just be nicer to people? And we need to, as the politicians need to pay more attention to what is going on. I kid you not, I still can't get over that a dozen eggs is $8 and the federal minimum wage is $7.42. I kid you not, $7.40. The federal minimum wage is lower than the cost of one dozen eggs. And nobody thinks, nobody, we're just going to go along like nothing is happening. Are we just going to go along like it didn't just go to the grocery store and it cost us three times, five times more than what it used to cost us to buy food? Are we going to pretend that costs are not slipping up, that interest rates on our mortgages have not slipped up? Everybody has experienced an increase since January, not January 1st of 2023. Everybody has looked at your credit card statement and you are gawking like, oh my God. Everybody who is now filing for taxes realize you're not going to get back any kind of tax return to help you offset the cost of everyday living. Everybody is cutting corners. Either you're going to stop going to Starbucks, you may go once a week now instead of three times or five times. You're going to cut off the lady who comes to clean your house. She used to come every day. Maybe she's coming down once a week or every two weeks. You may not be entertaining as much, so you're not going to go out. So many of us, we just our expensive streaming services that have increased as well. We're just going to stay home and watch them and maybe buy a pizza or something on Friday night because it's becoming expensive to eat out. This is the fallout from all this. So the bars are not doing well. Friday evening, I took a ride around town just to see what's going on because in a former lifetime, I don't know if anybody remembers, you remember how busy it was like Friday, Friday, you couldn't wait for Friday to come. You would go hang out with your friends, whatever you felt like, whether you were going to take the kids out to a movie or you and your spouse were going to go to a movie or you and your friends were just going to hang out. You Have you driven around your community lately around town? I have driven around town. The bars are empty. The restaurants are empty. People are, and I used to think, and here in Michigan, we've had really good weather this winter. So it's not the weather. You know, the weather is good and nobody's out. Nobody's going anywhere. It's because they don't have the money. Because people are looking at their paychecks, looking at their credit card statements, and they're like, it's costing me more to borrow money on my credit cards. I'll never be able to pay this debt off. I know I have to keep my credit card for an emergency. <clears throat> Whereas before, you could just go buy what you want. Now you have to literally keep your credit card because it's an emer for emergencies. I'm going to say this one more time. One dozen eggs costs $8 and the federal minimum wage is $7.40 per hour. 
we live in a day and time when the people who run the industries that are major today is technology. I read a report recently where General Motors says that their biggest money maker right now is the technology in their cars. If you buy a BMW today, you have to pay for uh, implements or pay for added stuff that used to come standard depending on how much you pay for the car. You wanted heated seats or heated steering wheels, you paid an extra $1,500. You wanted uh, all kinds of backup cameras and all that kind of stuff that would come standard with a luxury car based on the model and so on. Now, BMW is charging per month if you want heated seats and if you want a heated steering wheel. They're charging for the internet accessibility in cars. Tech has really become something that we has taken over our world. I have no, uh, no issue with that. I just want it to work for all of us, not just some of us. I really want to see the wealth redistributed and see the wealth distributed to most everyone. I don't expect that everybody is going to be a millionaire. Even Jesus said that the poor will be with us always. But what I do expect is that you can keep the staff whom you have. There, there should be a law. There should be a way of control. There should be penalties for somebody laying off 18,000 people and you're not, you're not going bankrupt. If you were going bankrupt, yeah, then you have no choice. I mean, you won't exist. But you're not going bankrupt and you're getting away with laying off 18,000 people. So if you're job hunting and you're out there looking for a job, the reason they're not calling you back is because they're not hiring. I feel like we should wait this out for the next six months. Towards the end of the year, it's going to shimmer and shake a little bit. The war in Ukraine is going to continue because nobody wants to give in. Russia is determined. No matter what they've done to Russia, Russia is not going to give in. Russia has nothing to lose because the people don't have any power to speak up. So Russia is going to continue doing what it does until the Western countries determine what they're going to do about it. They can't get united because Germany is applying the ointment. So Germany won't get on board with doing anything because Germany has too much invested in Russia and really doesn't care. That's what it comes down to. Germany does not care. They're looking up at their own interests. And the people in Germany, ironically, don't feel the way the government does. That's just the government taking a position based on who? On how the wealthiest people in Germany feel. It's no different than here in America. The wealthiest people are the tech bros right now. They are the drivers of economic policy. They are influencing politicians to make pass these draconian laws that are causing suffering on the people. That no one cares about the people. But it's time for the people to see this and understand that we are not going to get out from under this burden unless we start looking up to God. We're going to have to come together. We're going to have to start praying in droves. I believe that God is going to change this and turn the situation around. Because it is unseemly that 48,000 people lose their job. You remember when 2008 started out like this? What happened by the summer of 2008, by August of 2008? We saw Lehman Brothers and all of those investment banks. We saw staff walking out on a Sunday night with everything in a box, knowing that that world was over. I hope that this is not where this is going. So I appeal to the tech brotherhood. Come on now, be human. Stop building your bunkers for the future. 
and live in the now. This is Harriet Cameron with Down to Earth. I trust that you have enjoyed this episode. Please tell someone about it. Go to my website, harrietcameron.com, as well as the exodusfoundation.com, where you'll find more information about what we do. Visit my blog, Never Look Back 2, at wordpress.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we trust that you will have a down-to-earth moment.